0: This is Original Six. I have been inspired by Trevor Zegres. So in honor of him, I'm doing this podcast completely blindfolded. Ryan Savine, Paul Ananidis, Zach Mullen. Boys, it's Original Six Podcast. What is going on?
1: Same stuff, always fired up. It's
0: good. It was a good,
2: good, good week of Leafs hockey. 100% the one win game. percentage. 100% win percentage. Undefeated, never lost.
0: The, yes, sir. The best part of this being a podcast is that the haters won't know if I'm blindfolded or not. Exactly.
2: Let me take a picture right
1: now. Yeah, you have to take a picture and post it on Instagram. Of Ryan blindfolded. I'm hiding
0: behind my microphone.
1: <laughs> That's the blindfold.
0: Here, here's the real question. Could Trevor Zegers see through the blindfold?
1: I want to say yes. I want to say yes, because it looked he pretty He had thin. to have. There's yeah. no way he could do that blindfolded. No, no chance. No chance.
0: There's, there is zero chance. Zero. I Negative. mean, even even Negative if he could chance. see, that was incredible. Literally. That was filthy. Yeah. Uh, Welcome back, everyone who's joining us uh, today when you're listening to this or tomorrow, if you're listening to this the day after you started. Uh, Yes, welcome back. Make sure to follow, subscribe, check us out on all of our socials. You know the drill. No shout outs this week to anyone not on the podcast. Spoiler alert, Paul, three-peated. Congratulations, Paul, on your record predictions.
1: Thank you. Zach also got it right. Uh, Well, that's less exciting. That just takes away from your glory. Yay. Mike, I already have a 3 Pete. I have the most glory. Yeah, but you tied. That's ah, okay. Well, hold on. In each
0: of these wee- three weeks that you've got it correct, you are not the only one to get it correct out of the three of us.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's because you guys copy me because you know I'm going to be right. Mm. I'm pretty sure I filled
0: it out first both weeks. No, you didn't. You copied me. No proof. The proof <laughs> is no in the food.
1: pudding. There's I don't pudding?
2: like pudding. I like pudding. <laughs> What's wrong with you? You don't like pudding?
1: No, I'm kidding. I like pudding. I just said it so because Ryan said the proof is in the pudding.
2: Oh, I was gonna say I'm like, what the heck? Who doesn't like pudding? If you don't like pudding, put it in the comments on Instagram. I don't like pudding.
0: <laughs> this is putting blocked. me in a weird mood. Ah, uh, already, already. You set me up. I'm sorry. Uh, today it's Tuesday, February eighth. You know what that means? No, it's the day after the seventh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're weird. not wrong there. You're right. Uh, okay, <laughs> let's wrong. Let, let's go into Weekend Review. Uh, I, why don't we start off with the All-Star Weekend? Uh, I didn't watch it. You didn't watch it?
1: No.
2: I didn't, I didn't see it either. I didn't see the game. I saw... Okay, I saw no most no one cares games. about the game. Okay. Let's
0: be real. No one cares about the All-Star Game. Did you watch the skills competition, Paul? No. Wow.
2: I, I Do you even know team who team
1: Trevor Zegers is? is? Yes, but I did see that Campbell tied with Vasilevsky in the save streak. So, well, they won it together. If you watched, you would have known. They're on a team. Doesn't yeah. matter. I got the updates. Okay. <laughs> okay. Zach, what
0: did you think of the skills competition?
2: <laughs> it was pretty good. I only saw bits and pieces, but I saw when they were doing the, like, they were on the water doing the accuracy shooting or whatever. That was, yeah. I thought that I thought that was pretty cool. Like, and they were doing, like, cool, like, Vegas only stuff. Like, that's, yeah, like, that's what I appreciated. So yeah,
0: out on the uh, Bellagio fountains, that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I I did like the other thing they did, the um the one Matthews participated in, the twenty one and twenty two, where they had the giant deck of cards and they had to try to get blackjack. I thought that was very cool.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Paul, I can't believe you didn't watch it. I don't care. You know what, you know what I'm getting out of this conversation. What? You both have a life and I don't, because I watched the whole damn thing. <laughs>
2: You know, I'm not, I'm not surprised Paul didn't watch it, though. It is called
1: All-Star Weekend. I am an All-Star. You, hey, now. Not if you were just there. too. I'm just too much of an All-Star to watch those other All-Stars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: You're too much of an All-Star to watch Austin Matthews?
1: No, I I, I watch Austin Matthews every game, okay? Every you just,
2: game. You just said you didn't watch the All-Star game. Is
1: that a game? No. It, is it, it's in is the it name. game? No, the it's All-Star not a game. game. They don't even try. So? He's still playing. Yeah. No, I watch Austin Matthews during the regular season and playoffs when he's actually trying and he's just. You watch preseason hockey. Yeah. Ah, sort of depends. Honestly, I think I watch preseason hockey just
0: to know more when the regular season comes. It's true. Especially like this preseason.
1: And I like seeing the younger guys. See what they're made out of.
0: Yeah. Well, you know. I, I personally, I thought the All Star Weekend was was pretty cool. I mean. I think part of it is knowing it's not for us. It's, it's for kids. Right. So regardless of what we like, it's not for us, that's, that's besides the point, but I thought it was entertaining. I mean, they mixed it up. They did cool, you know, those Vegas style events, which was cool. I think what, what I I gained from this is I think I want to see in future skills competitions, more off ice stuff, like almost kind of take a skills competition and merge that with like,
1: A dude perfect trick shot video. Like that would be sick. Oh my. Dude perfect did a trick shot video with Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan. Yeah.
0: I think that would be be cool. cool. Is there, does it happen to be an all star game in Dallas coming up? I I doubt it.
2: I don't know if they've announced that.
0: We could pitch it. Probably. Okay. Who knows? So you didn't watch the game or Paul in your case, any of the skills competition. Did you see any of the, post-game or post-competition uh, uh press and media with matthews and campbell yes i saw the i saw the clips yeah oh my god Ph- phenomenal
1: that, amazing the red lobster was, the fistball
0: yeah. that was more entertaining
1: than the game i can tell you that for sure 100 and like the videos they were posting on like the leafs to uh, the social media pages with like matthews and campbell like getting ready and like all those videos it was it was cool
2: Mm, do you see the one of Campbell signing jerseys? Yes. Where he was like, he, the guy was glowing. He was so happy to be there. He was just like, oh, I'm a little bit nervous. You know, <laughs> I was like, you're such a little stud. bit
1: nervous. Yeah. Okay.
0: What a guy. And he asks the, uh, I guess, social media person for at least how they're doing in the video.
2: Yeah. You could tell like she was trying to like put, a, put the focus back onto him, but he's just such a nice guy that he was just like, even though they were filming, like he was asking about her. Man, we I have to get...
0: We have to get Jack Campbell on this podcast. Oh Please.
1: my goodness! Please, we have. To. If we do, I on. I don't know. What, I don't know what I would do. Honestly. Okay, I'm gonna be.
0: I'm gonna be like all the millennials, and let's manifest this. Okay.
1: Oh god. Yes.
0: Yeah. I don't believe in that, but yeah, you know, if if Campbell comes on,
1: <laughs> we could we could manifest it. That'd be sick. Can we clip this and like send it to him on Instagram or something? Sure. I've I've I've
0: DM'd him to come on the podcast before. That's not even a lie. Really? That. You never mentioned that.
2: Yeah, he did. He definitely did. I slide I into so like, many DMs.
0: <laughs> it was actually right around when he got um when his nomination for the All-Star Weekend was announced. I said, Hey Jack, congrats. You want to come chat about it on our podcast? Did you see yeah. it? No.
2: Well, th- those nice. like social nice. media, like when you have a uh, verified Instagram accounts, they actually filter out like unverified messages. So you have to choose to go into them. So it's not that he saw your message and ignored you. It was that Instagram probably filtered it. So take heart in that.
0: Hold on. I'm going to call Zuckerberg real quick. I have a bone to pick with him.
2: Mm. You find him in the metaverse.
0: Mm. The dang dang metaverse. All right. Let's let's move on from All-Star Weekend. And only one game this past week because it seems like we've recorded three episodes in like five days now. Yeah, uh, so if you're listening to this, I don't even know how you're not tired of us yet.
2: Mm.
0: Uh, last night, great game against Carolina. First game back from the All-Star game, kind of kick-started the second half of the season. A huge 4-3 victory for the Leafs. Obviously, the big story going into this one was both goalies uh, in Mrazek and Campbell playing their former teams. What did you guys... Mrazek uh... and,
1: and Anderson?
0: Oh, yes, not Campbell. Thank you.
2: I wasn't going to call him out on it, but... <laughs> okay, call well. me out all you want.
0: Okay. Former goalies, Mirazik and Anderson playing. Uh, did I say former goalies? I don't know what's going on. Just Marazic, keep going, right? Morazic and Anderson playing yes. their former teams. That was the yes. big story. Um, what did you guys think heading into this game? I think like we can, we could dive a little deeper since it was the only one on top this, the past week.
1: I go for
2: it. Wow. It was like going into the game or like the game itself.
0: Yes. whatever you want question it's up to you buddy cool
2: um for me like i've said it on the podcast before carolina is for me is the team to beat even though colorado probably has the best team for me it's carolina so this was like a huge game to go into um very happy with the way that they played for the most part i think morazic played really well i think frederick anderson bailed carolina out really well a few times there were a few saves he made that that were ridiculous but it was like there was no space to move for like in parts of this game there was like carolina was shutting it down we were shutting it down i thought it was like a fantastic game like this had playoff type atmosphere for me Mm -hmm. the only problem was the atmosphere in toronto (laughs) was 500 people instead of 18,000 whatever so that was the only problem i had with it but but really good game very exciting
1: i agree with zach i I mean like I think for seventy percent of that game, Carolina did not give us anything, and if they did, it was not the best scoring chances. and And Freddie was just solid, and I think up until like the the last five minutes of the second period, uh, they were fantastic. And then we started to figure out um how to score. And we got those two quick ones before the second period ended, and I think we had a good third period as well. And I mean I I loved the game it was fan- it was very entertaining good back and forth hockey and yeah Zach said playoff type atmosphere besides the attendance but yeah I think it was a really good game overall and you I like seeing those wins like the ones that we battle for for the whole game and go back and forth and yeah it was just fun to see
0: Would you say they played a full 60?
1: Me? for the most part
0: or 63 yeah. 20 or whatever it was
1: yeah for the most part
2: i think so there was no time in the game where i was just kind of like not happy with their play mm-hmm. which was a nice change because i feel like every game there's been like at least like a section of time where they just like haven't shut it down or they haven't started well so yeah more definitely a more complete game
0: yeah they uh flipped their jerseys over and turned a new leaf on the season <sighs> uh, <laughs> i don't know how i do it i really, I, I don't. really I don't i don't i know
1: really either. don't
2: know how you do it it's, it's unbelievable.
1: unbelievable if you weren't the host of this this zoom meeting right now i'd kick you out uh, do you want me to leave no
2: no no no. i think it'll no 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 no,
1: no you don't want me to leave no you can't leave, <laughs> ryan <laughs> i'm just I'm trying to branch goodness. out <sighs> Paul, stop being such a stick in the mud. (laughs) Zach, you're not supposed to help him, man. It's fine. I'll never be stumped. Can we move on? Paul's all bark and no bite. (laughs) Can we move on? That's rough. (laughs) You guys are ridiculous. I think we got to throw him a bone. What is happening? <laughs> uh, we're broken. I, I can't even think of another one because I'm laughing too hard. <laughs> what is happening? This is an original Six Leafs hockey podcast, not oh. Dad Jokes <clears throat> with Ryan. Dad
2: Jokes with Ryan, title of this
1: episode. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, Let's talk about Peter Marazic. He He led in three goals, which I know earlier in the season was a big storyline of his that for Whatever it was, his first three or four starts. And each of those, he had led in three goals. But I thought he had looked good against Carolina. Mm-hmm, um, sure. The first goal against Nita Rider. I, I mean, it was a nice tip. I think he was probably out of his crease a little far, but you're not going to look at that goal and say that's his fault.
1: No.
0: Um, the goal against D'Angelo, I guess you kind of want him to have that one. But. Like just off the face off to open the second period. Mm-hmm. And the goal on on Stepan, or Stepan's goal rather, was just Justin Hall's fault entirely for just What else
1: games. is new?
0: Oh wait, you don't like Justin
1: Hall, Paul? No. Really? <laughs> Terrible. God I'm awful. Su- I'm surprised. You did you not like hear anything I was saying during the mid season leafs evaluations?
0: No, I told I, I zoned you out completely. What else is new? <laughs> I'm just joking. I love you. <laughs> yes. Wow, you, you really better. bought. You really bought that.
2: Hmm. Oh
0: my. God. <laughs> let's, let's let's move on. Um, do you guys think this was a pretty good um, measuring stick game? Just in terms of it seems like it had been a while in the season since we've played. You know, a, a fellow. Let's call him like a playoff fellow contender. Top, yeah, like not playoff there, but like a top five team, like. It, it had been a while since we played like a Florida, a Tampa, a Colorado, a Vegas, like one of the pure like, as Jesse Fuchs said on our last episode, shameless plug, a, an upper echelon team. Yeah. I like so, it. I mean, I, I I thought we did get outplayed, but I thought we played well the entire game. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, for
2: sure.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Agree.
0: All right. Wow. Well, simple.
2: Yeah.
0: Any other uh, final farewell thoughts to this game before we move on? Uh,
2: if I yeah. if I can nitpick like one thing, that's I think are here would, for it would be like not having secondary st- scoring. Like all the offense came from the big boys, which is not a bad thing, you know. But at the same I mean, you're time... not going to get
1: secondary scoring every game, but
2: yeah, that's we've had
1: decent secondary thing. scoring throughout the year. But it's nice to see the big boys like carry us once in a while.
0: One, one thing I did want to bring up before I move on last week in both episodes, both the MSLE and our interview with Jesse Fuchs, we mentioned Wayne Simmons's lack of presence. And he took that very personally last night. (laughs) Yes, he did. I think he listens
1: to the podcast and said, you know what? I'm going to show these three goofs what I'm made of. And then just beats the crap out of, well, who was it? Cole Smith, something Smith. Smith, some white name, but yeah, Smith, Cole, whatever
0: okay
2: yeah
1: he, what? He, he bodied
2: some white was name nice
0: uh we don't know if this guy was injured but you know who might it's mm. none other than mullen md with the leafs injury report
1: i don't like this injury report
2: hey guys it's nice to be back i always like coming on the podcast to touch on what you said ryan about if I know if that guy's injured, I don't care about Carolina. So no, I I don't know.
0: You don't care, Alina.
2: I don't care, Alina. <laughs> I don't care a lot, of, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah. So a couple injuries to touch on. Um, Jake Muzzin is still out. He's skating though. Uh, regular skating. He's not gonna be in the game. Uh. It's- was it two days from now I think they said he's not Thursday playing. yeah on Thursday uh but he is taking like regular line rushes stuff like that so I'll, he should be back within the week uh actually it wouldn't surprise me if they changed their mind about the game on Thursday uh the biggest one though is uh Austin Matthews left the last game with a head injury so counting down the seconds and the third uh he kind of had an awkward fall where he was kind of pushed and then like lost an edge and he went head first into the knee of another skater. Um, very dangerous. Kind of reminds me of the injury that happened to John Tavares in the playoffs last year. I was going to say tangled up with someone and then falling into the path of someone else. So very scary. He did not get up quickly. Trainer had to come out, tend to him. Um, so he did not return to that game, but Thank goodness for Paul's heart because I would have a heart attack. But uh, it looks like he's doing a lot better. They said everything is looking good so far today. they all positive signs, but there's, they kept they kept him out of practice today just to be cautious. So fingers crossed that it's nothing. Uh, I'm not surprised he got pulled out of the rest of that game, though, because that is a big concussion spotter thing. Um, so yeah. not surprised at all. So hopefully he's okay and doesn't have any lasting effects from that.
1: They also said he was supposed to have a day off today anyways because of the All-Star break. So,
2: very true. So yeah. now he definitely gets his day off. <laughs> um yeah, and I've got uh one more thing in my notes here that says uh Frederick Anderson. So this is the only thing I care about on um the Carolina hurt, <laughs> but Frederick Anderson was uh had his butt hurt about last night's loss. So I, b- I
0: believe it says is butt hurt, not well, had his butt hurt.
2: But it, He had his butt hurt, so his butt hurts. (laughs) He's butt hurt
0: about his hurt butt? Yes. I can give
2: you a medical... Oh my... Okay, thanks for having me, guys. I'm out of here.
0: Paul was too distracted to get
1: it. I'm just thinking of Matthews.
2: I don't even think Paul noticed.
1: No, he didn't. No, I didn't.
2: He was just like having that flashback in his head of like Matthew's taking the knee, but it's like black and white. There's rain falling over sad piano.
1: Yeah. music, Yeah. Like some sad song. Like I will remember you <laughs> <laughs> just like that, rose yeah.
0: petals slowly falling across the screen. Yeah. And then he wakes up and it was all a nightmare.
1: Mm.
0: Definitely a good sign that Matthew's uh, I was going to say walked off, but skated off on his own. Obviously didn't be stretched out, needed some assistance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's definitely a good sign. I mean, even if he misses a, a game or two, as long as he's okay, kind of good to go down the stretch. That's all that really matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and as as Mullen MD said, looked similar to the Tavares injury from the playoffs, but obviously on a, a much lesser scale.
1: Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Paul, how scared were you when that happened? You have no idea. I think my heart sank right to the bottom of my butt. Did you need to change your underwear? Yes.
2: <laughs> he had to think about it. He was like, Did I?
1: <laughs> I was I saw that. And like I saw Mitch like turn around to see Austin. And then when they were skating back, I was like, wait a minute, where is he? I don't I don't see him coming back. Like I only see four guys, and then they blow the whistle, and then the camera pants to him on the ground, and I I literally had a heart attack. Yeah,
2: Paul texted some very Faltex texted some words in our group chat, in all capitals. Some, very, words. Choice words. some yes. very
1: choice words. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: Uh, as we move on to some Leafs' latest news, nothing like that out there going on. I mean, there's only been one game back since the All-Star break, only two players participating. Um, something we haven't actually spoken about on the podcast, and I think we probably could have over the last two weeks, is Mitch Marner's goal-scoring streak as of last night with two goals extended to eight games. Uh pretty remarkable.
1: Time now I you.
0: I wanted to ask you guys like what what can you attribute this streak to and is it as simple as just him shooting the puck far?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean like we've always had a issue with him not shooting the puck as much and I think I think it's just he's more confident in himself. Um Throughout this eight-game goal streak, you can see throughout, like, each game, he's shooting the puck more and more and having more confidence in himself. Um, But, yeah, I, I'd say it's just as simple as as him just shooting the puck more. But there's probably something more complicated than that. But I'm going to keep it simple and just say that he's finally, like, found his rhythm, has the confidence to shoot the puck more, and hopefully he can continue because he's, he's been playing fantastic.
0: Zach, you agree? Anything anything else you would attribute his goal-scoring success to?
2: Confidence is the biggest thing for me. I think other than obviously shooting the puck more, seems like he has confidence. Like, he just... Like, he's going to the areas to shoot the puck. Like, I found that overtime goal, maybe something he might have done in the past is kind of float around to see where the puck would pop out. But mm-hmm. instead, he, like drove the net and went to and put it in. And so I think just like having the confidence to score that instead of just like um, being less of a um, on the outskirts, like pass first mentality. So.
1: And like his first goal yesterday, he was wide open in front. There was nobody around him. Yeah. And you don't, you don't usually see Mitch in front of the net, like that wide open. Cause he's usually the one giving that pass.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, as Zach said just, the confidence and going to the places where he can get those garbage goals
0: yeah, yeah see, see that's that's the thing for me is that none of them have really been like wow goals you know like they've been nice they've kind of been you know like pick up an open puck in a scrum like shovel a puck past the goalie but like which which i think is a good thing none of them have him have been him just ripping a shot past the goalie like a clean clean shot you know if you look back last week he had one where he shot it through traffic from almost like the bottom end of the circle near the blue line and it snuck its way in. Mm -hmm. So I think it's also a tribute, you know, everyone loves the good old hockey cliches, but if you shoot on net, good things will happen. If you go to the net, good things will happen. And he's just exemplifying that right now.
1: I don't care how he scores, as long as he's scoring. True. As long as the puck
0: goes to the net. It's very well said. Well, we will come back to uh, a little bit about Mitch Marner shortly uh rumor has it I, I don't know which one of you it was that sent this message in our chat uh but there's a rumor floating around i believe it was paul for the hand raise i feel like we're back in school yes yep. mr anonitis um <laughs> it is rumored that mark giordano who has been a, a pretty widespread talked about player in terms of someone who is likely going to be traded at the trade deadline by the seattle kraken uh whether or not there's any truth to what this rumor has said, that's another question, but he has said if he's going to be traded, which is still up for decision, if he's going to go anywhere, he either wants to go back to Calgary, who is looking like a pretty good playoff team, or he wants to come to the Maple Leafs and be reunited with longtime teammate and defensive partner, TJ Brody. What were your initial thoughts on
1: this? Zacho
2: um you know what i have to say i was intrigued by it i think before i looked at his contract i was a little bit more happy about the prospect of that i like mark giordano i think he's a great defenseman i was just thinking in my head of like a top four of riley brody muzzin giordano sounds really nice and so i was like that would be great and then i realized his cap is what like 6.45
1: 6.75.
2: 6.75 million dollars a year. Yeah, His
1: contract ends lot. this year, though.
0: Yeah, it'd be a pure rental.
2: Yeah. I don't know. It's I, expensive it, It'd be, be interesting, but it would depend on, like, what we could send back. Like, there's a whole lot of specifics. But I think just ignoring those, the thought of him coming back intrigued me.
0: Yeah. Paul, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I was definitely surprised. I mean, I'm out for any trade. It just depends what we have to give up. I'm If if Seattle, like, retains some salary and we don't have to give up that much, I mean, I'm all for him coming here and helping us out where we need it. Mm, but, yeah, just it just depends what we have to give up and and if we have to retain any or his full salary because there's no – I don't think there's any way we could hold that 6.75 mil. But yeah, I am intrigued. I mean, if he comes here for a good deal, like, I'm all for it.
0: Yeah, I want nothing to do with it. nothing not no i'm being serious though i mean don't get me wrong like mark giordano is a great hockey player and you know he'll probably be his number will probably be retired by the flames but i think if if you're trading for giordano as the leafs and at least it seems like what he would want out of this trade is that he would want to play with brody i just don't think like i don't think it makes sense in the sense that he doesn't really fit into our top four also based on what we need, right? Like, let's say you put him with Brody. I don't like the combination of Riley and Muzzin together. I don't think that works. And then, you know, I guess it's something the guys on overdrive at TSN were talking about. Just because he's a good player doesn't mean you should pull the trigger on it if it's not something you need.
1: Yeah, exactly. And
0: I don't think we need another two-way defenseman. I think we need a shut-down defensive defenseman. And as good as Giordano is, he's not that.
1: Mm-hmm. Fair enough.
0: Um, Just to to play devil's advocate, if we were to trade for him, what do you guys think we would have to give up to uh, still in their first ever season team in Seattle?
1: Paul. What do I think we'd have to give up? Yeah. Honestly, I have no idea, but I'm guessing they'd probably want a solid defenseman in return, maybe like Dermot or Lilligren to have that youth and, and like know that they're going to be there for a long time. They can continue to develop because Mark Jordano is not the youngest guy for sure. Uh, maybe like a second round, third round. I guess they'd ask for, uh, especially if you want to ask them to retain cap. They'll probably want something for that. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure, but. I feel like, yeah, maybe like Dermot, Lilygren a second, maybe a third, and, and maybe a prospect. Zach, what do you think?
2: Yeah, probably about the same. I don't think – I think Paul probably nailed everything I was thinking too.
0: Yeah, I think looking at – I guess we're, we're also looking at defensemen who you would send over. I don't know what forwards you would want, but you would – even with the salary retention, you would have to send something valuable in terms of – Cap hit the other way. So I think the only choice there is Dermot.
1: Exactly.
0: Unless you look to send Kerfa, but he's probably going to nope. stick with the team as our own kind of rental for the season. Okay, so let me ask you this. I mean, you guys said you're intrigued. Let's say Dermot's out. Bro- um Giordano's in. What's your defensive six looking like?
1: Riley, Brody. Muzzin, Giordano. Sandine. Hall slash Lilligren. Okay, Zach.
2: Probably similar. Um, I don't know if I would like Giordano and Muzzin together. I think like Giordano Sandine, Muzzin, Lilligrin, or Muzzin Hall, as like, and then you can like move that around the way you want it, right? So you can kind of mix and match with whatever you need. Like, maybe you want Giordano quarterbacking the second power play unit or whatever, right? Like, you can play around with it a lot. There's a lot of flexibility. I don't think Giordano needs to be on the top pair. I'd
1: keep Muzzin. I I mean, I'd keep Briley and Brody together for sure. Yeah, I'd I'd swap around the other four. I think also it
0: depends if, you know, it's a big asterisk, but if they make a deal like this, do you do it with the – intention of mixing up almost all of your defensive pairs and what that or what effect that might have on your team you know down the stretch because that's likely you make that trade and there's only like a month left of the season before playoffs Mm -hmm. but i also wonder i mean like you could look at a a six-man defensive unit if you went not in any particular order like first second or third pairing but if you wanted to put giordano with brody you could also experiment with something like Riley and Lilligren and then put Muzzin on a different pair with Hall and or Sandine. And then you'd have almost like three very well split up defensive groupings.
1: Yeah. That's true. There's a lot of options.
2: I think so. This is the problem I have when I play NHL and then I do like the, the build your own team and then you do a draft. <laughs> Cause I feel like I always get a really good defensive core. And then when I try and put them together, I'm always like, I always trade like one or two defensemen already, like before the season <laughs> even starts. Because I'm like, uh, ah, this pairing doesn't work together, even though they're both. Doesn't fit in my chemistry. Yeah. Oh gosh. Well, now the game does anything. it for you. Does it really? Yeah, I like they have since... they have
0: chemistry bonuses, right? So like if certain players mesh well together, you'll get a chemistry bonus. There you go.
2: I never understood how those worked. Ah. Like they explained them and then I looked at them. And then I'm like, okay, this pair should work. And I put them together. It was like minus two. I'm like, what?
0: <laughs> minus two. Basically, all you need to know for forwards is playmaker, sniper, power forward, plus five.
2: Ooh, look at this guy building lines in his head, eh?
0: Yes. That's that's exactly what I do. All right, let's let's uh, let's move on. Uh, two over-unders here for you. We haven't done this one in a while. So I thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, based on both of our goal scores from this past game. And we'll start with the one on the eight-game goal streak. It's Mitch Marner, in case you didn't know. Uh, he's currently on pace for 35 goals this season. Uh, that would be a career high for him. So that's for sure. 34.5, you taking the over-unders,
2: Uh, I got to take the the under. I don't think he gets over that. I would be surprised if he even hit 30. I think he's on a great pace, but I don't think it's sustainable. And as much as I want him to get over 34.5 goals... I don't see it. I'd be happy if he scored like 26, 27, like high 20s. I'd be really happy with his production because I know those assists are still coming. So that plus his assist markers makes for like an 80 to 90 point season. And I'd be happy with that. So,
1: Exact same reasoning. Like I'm going to take the under as well. I don't see Mitch scoring over 34 and a half goals. I, as Zach said, I would be surprised if he hit 30. So I'm going to take the under as well.
0: Okay. I'll take the under. I mean, I want it to be different, but as, as good as he's been, I feel like this, this streak is going to fall off at some point. And I do think, you know, like from here on out in the season, his goal scoring pace will be up from what it usually is, but I don't think he's going to sustain, you know, what he's been doing so far. Mm -hmm. Interesting to note though, his shooting percentage on the season isn't that much higher than his career shooting percentage. So his career shooting percentage is 11.8 and he's 16.8 on the season. So only 5%. I mean, be it that can be viewed as a big percentage, but it's not outrageous.
1: Still pretty good though. Hmm.
0: Yeah. I also, I also think the mere presence and like just idea of his ability to score for opposing goaltenders opens up way more passing to and just creates so much opportunity for the Leafs on the ice. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's, uh, let's talk about the other guy. Not many people know him. His name is Austin Matthews. Paul, yeah. I heard you don't like him very much.
1: How'd you know? It's the word around town. Lucky uh, you. Yes. So with
0: two goals last night, yes, uh, the first one was awarded to Matthews and not Nylander. Uh, Matthews is now on pace for 61 goals this season. That would be a... Career high, a Leafs franchise record. Uh, so 61.5, Paul, over or under?
1: I'm going to take the under, but not by much. I think he's going to score like high 50s. I don't think he's going to get 61 and over. Especially yeah. if like he has to miss two, three games because of what happened last night. It might slow him down a bit because when Matthews has injuries and he comes back, takes him a little while to get going again. I'm going to say under, but he won't be far off.
0: Zach, I saw you shaking your head. I'm guessing you disagree.
2: Oh, I disagreed because I think Paul was lying to himself when he did. I know he wants to take the over, but I uh, want Matthews.
1: Of course, I want Matthews to score over 61. It's true.
2: Yeah, Uh, I also take the under. yeah, I think mid fifties is a more reasonable target for him. I'd be happy if he hit fifty. I think he'll go over that. I think he'll hit like fifty five goals this year. Was there a prediction fifty five goals for awesome year. Clip it.
0: We'll see. Who's our? Who's it? tell our producer to clip it somewhere?
2: Okay, I'll I'll tell our producer to clip it. Uh, yeah, sixty one point five is ridiculous. I yeah I don't think that's feasible. <laughs> so, like I. Do you know when the last time someone anywhere in the NHL scored over sixty goals in a season?
1: Wasn't
0: it Ovi? I was gonna say Ovi. I know Stamkos did it not long ago, like within the last ten years, maybe.
1: I'm I'm for it's sure. I know for sure
0: Ovi scored a couple. It's gotta be Ovechkin. All right, let's see. Oh, the last time was actually Wayne Gretzky in 1987. That's it. Are you serious? Steven
2: Stamkos. No.
1: Uh, I was gonna say. Uh... I was gonna say.
2: Ovechkin scored 65 goals in 2007-2008.
0: I think
1: Stamkos was the latest player to do it. Yeah,
2: Stamkos in 2012. There we go. But Ovechkin right before that. So
1: There we go. You
2: know, maybe... Yeah, you know what? I can see it happening.
0: I think he does it. I'm I'm taking the over. Uh, Just because I think in terms of his goal scoring, at least this season and last season, he he kind of is a streaky goal scorer, right? Where like he'll go through stretches like we saw at the beginning of the season where he doesn't score a lot, but he's still producing. And then like against New Jersey, he scores a hat-trick, a goal the next game, he kind of just turns it on. Um, So I-, I think his time for being streaky and not scoring goals has already happened this season. I don't see any reason why he can't down the stretch score another 30 goals. Right. Like he has let's ask Matthews. He has 31 goals right now. Yep. And we have 39 games remaining. You don't think he can score 30 goals in 39 games? I bet you
1: Ooh.
0: I bet you that wouldn't even be as impressive as his goal scoring pace from last season. That's fair mm-hmm. point. Right? Like if you crunch those numbers, what did he score last year in 53 games? I think 40. One. Okay, so maybe a bit bit tougher, but I don't know. I mean the way the way he's been producing, he's multi-point, multi-goals in every game. I I mean I don't, I don't see what I hear. Let me ask you guys this. Does he hit a hundred points on the season? Let alone 60 yes. something goals?
2: Yes. Yes. I think I think he does it.
1: Mm-hmm. I Couldn't tell you he the has, last time league has, has done 53. that. Either. He has 53 points in 40 games. So if he continues that, if he gets another 53 points in 40 games. There you go.
0: Yeah, definitely something to watch down the stretch. Obviously, he's got to be healthy first. Uh, keeping a little light today, so let's move on to the week ahead. Three games on tap. Little Western road swing, not just Canada, though. We are going a wee bit down south. Uh, Paul, would you like to do the honors and preview the three teams that we are playing this week?
1: Yeah, so on Thursday, we are playing in Calgary. I believe the game is at 9 o'clock. Yeah. And then Saturday, good old hockey night in Canada. We are playing at Vancouver, but it is a seven o'clock start, which is kind of weird. Hockey night in Canada. I guess because hockey night in Canada, which makes sense. And I'm then sure Monday, the Vancouver
0: fans will love that. And
1: More then fans. Monday, we are at Seattle, which I think is the first time we're gonna play them because the last time got canceled. So we'll see what happens.
0: Little Giordano scarding, scarding, scouting session.
1: Yes, exactly. Hopefully, it's better than Severson's scouting session.
0: (laughs) Well, if we learn anything, playing against a player we're potentially interested in trading for will lessen their
1: value. Fair enough. Fair enough. Am I taking the predictions? Yes. Actually, I'll I'll let Zach take it. He actually got it right, too. It's not going to happen again.
2: Okay.
1: (laughs) Wow. That's fire.
2: Confident from a guy who hasn't actually solo won one of those predictions.
1: Hey, you guys Last just time. copy me. No.
2: Well, not this week because this week, Ryan, you have two one and zero. Oh. What's your thought?
1: Um,
0: I don't know. I just wrote that about thirty seconds ago because I forgot to plug in my <laughs> prediction.
2: Mm-hmm. That's uh, why I want you first.
0: Calgary, Vancouver. They don't have any back to backs, which is good. Uh, I don't know. Like I. Like we could we win all of these three games? Sure, I think Calgary is the biggest challenge in terms of a competitor. I don't know. Like we we are the best team in all of these games. I'm just gonna go
1: two one and zero.
2: Oh. Yeah. All right, Paul. You have two zero oh, and one. Yep. Why?
1: Ah. Uh, <laughs> um. I don't know it's it's the Leafs. I feel like we, the, these three teams are so beatable. But again, are we're, we're probably gonna not play very well in one of those games and, and squeak into overtime and then lose. I'm calling it. We're going to play bad, and then we're going to come back and tie it and then lose in overtime. I'm going to guess it's going to be against Vancouver. That's what I think. I think one of these games, we're just going to not play very well, considering like how bad two of these teams are.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's just my theory. 2-0-1. we will beat Calgary. We'll beat seattle will somehow lose to vancouver in overtime
2: okay well i was the positive one of the group this time kind of a nice change of pace uh really? i said three oh 0. uh i think we're gonna win all three games because i just i think that normally i'm the one that always puts a loss somewhere so
1: good thinking yeah
0: uh fair enough i'll leave you guys with one last piece of breaking news i don't know if you've seen this yet uh just announced that it does not look like tuka rask will play any more games this year uh it looks like his return for the bruins is in jeopardy uh hasn't looked good throughout the season and uh, i think he had some sort of injury setback COVID, something so uh, it could be the end for tuka rask at least for this season um very interesting very interesting indeed well if we have uh learned one thing the leafs are now in the second half of the season so Paul thinks they will still play like the same old Leafs, but hopefully they will turn a new Leaf on the second half of the season. Thank you very much, everyone, for joining us and listening to this podcast through to the end. Much appreciated. Make sure to follow, subscribe, leave us a review. Check us out on socials. If you haven't already listened to our interview with Sportsnet's Jesse Fuchs, it is up on all podcast streaming platforms. Boys, favorite three words? Go Leafs, go. Ryan's dad jokes.
2: (laughs) My name is Jeff.
0: I had nothing. We'll see you next week, everyone. (laughs) Make sure to take care of the planet. We'll see you next week.